0: Hey, would you guys go to Psalm 81 with me? And um, just this morning, just my task was just a devotional. And so I just want to come with a devotional heart and, and share something that was out of my own quiet time this week and a text that was just really meaningful to me. And so it's this 81st Psalm. And so, yeah, let me just ask a blessing on our time together. And Lord, we just thank you too that we can come. Gather around the word, Lord. We want to sit at your feet today, be taught by you, Lord, drinking deep from the well of living water, and be refreshed, Lord. And so, God, I just, I just pray that your spirit would be speaking to us today, Lord. We trust you for that. And, God, we come, open, open our ears, even as we look at this text. This is a text about having open ears. Lord, we want to hear what your spirit is saying to the church. And so, God, would you bless our time in the word, in Jesus' name, amen. So Psalm 81, I just want to read it to you. It says this, Sing aloud to God our strength. Shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song, sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our feast day. For it is a statute for Israel, a rule for the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph when he went over the land of Egypt, went out over the land of Egypt I hear a language I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called. And I delivered you. And I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah, Selah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me, there shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh that my people would listen to me. That Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him and, and their fate would last forever. But he would feed you with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would satisfy you. Great Psalm. And it's kind of cool that he just, he starts out and he says this, sing to the Lord. The Lord is the God of our strength that we're to sing to him. And to me, that's an interesting thing. We're to we're to Shout out to him. We're to play instruments to his name and to his glory. We're to blow the trumpet, it says, at the new moon and at the festal day. And these things were commanded. In the psalmist, he says this, that this is, this is a statute in Israel because God has delivered us. And because he's delivered us, he wants us to set aside certain times where we're going to sing to his name. We're going to shout to his name. We're going to commemorate certain days where we're going to have festivals and we're going to eat together. And I was just thinking that's kind of almost like this weekend, you know. We don't have, we're, we're, we don't practice Jewish festivals. But we have times like this where we say we're going to set aside this time. We're going to come and seek the Lord. We're going to sing to his name. We're going to eat together. We're going to be refreshed together. And we're going to glorify God and shout to the name of the Lord, God our strength. God our strength. And so the psalmist says this, this was a statute in the nation, we did this because we were commemorating the work of God. The fact that he let us out of slavery. He brought us out of slavery in Egypt. And for you and I, the Lord's brought us out of slavery to sin. And slavery to the life of the flesh and bringing us into the life of the spirit. And freeing us from our burdens. And so the psalmist says, this is an important part of us remembering that God has set us free from slavery to sin. Slavery in Egypt we come, we dedicate time to his name, we sing to him, we eat together, it's a bit of a festival, we're refreshed. I was thinking about that, and us. And the Lord says this, he said, I I relieved you from the shoulder of your burden, your hands were freed from the basket. It just makes me think of life without Jesus. Do you remember the burden of life without Jesus? The hands that work the toiling the, the, the striving and the weight of the things that had victory over us and owned us. And then Jesus came and he set us free and he freed us. He lifted our hands, our shoulders from the burden. And he says this. He says, in distress you called. In distress you called. I delivered, verse 7. I answered, I tested. All you did was call, but I came and did these things for you. And I love that he says this. He says, I answered you from the secret place where thunder comes from. I just think, what does that mean? Like, where does thunder come from? Explain that one to me. And I think that's the idea here. It's like, well, you don't know where the thunder comes from. You don't know. I know, and you don't know where your deliverance comes from, but I know. I'm the deliverer. I came from the secret place of thunder and delivered you. He says it, Meribah, And Meribah, tested you. You know that story. That's the story of the Israelites departing from the land of Egypt, coming through, traveling down to Mount Sinai, and they come to that place, Meribah, where there was bitter water. And Moses was instructed to throw that stick of wood into the water, and the Lord turned that bitter water into sweet water. The the Lord was teaching his people the things that you thought were bitterness in your life or that were bitterness in your life. I'm going to turn them to sweetness. I, I answered you from the secret place of thunder. You don't know where it came from. All you know is God did it. God saved me. You thought things were bitter. I'm going to turn them to sweetness. And so then the, the psalmist gives this, the Lord gives this admonition in verse 8. He says, hear, O my people, while I admonish you. The Lord says this, listen to me. Now that I've done all that, now that I've led you, as we're going to see in this text, to the promised land, what I want from you is just simply this: that you would hear, that you would listen. When we say, when the scripture speaks of hearing, it means it means listening with application. It's not just like listening like sometimes I do to Lisa when she's like, hey, can you uh can you take care of that? And I'm like, I got a ear that's half turned off. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it, I got it. And really all I want to do is silence a voice and not do anything. But hearing means this, listen and apply. Take, take action based on what I'm saying. And so the Lord says, hear all oh, my people while I admonish you. You know, it's interesting as we know that old saying that the Lord's given us two ears and one mouth, right? So it means we should doubly listen. Listen twice as much as we speak. Or I was thinking, the Lord, the Lord has given us eyelids. That means this, that there's certain times when I need to close my eyes, there's things I shouldn't see. God wants to protect me from that. But he never gave me ear That'd be weird, eh? I don't know what those would look like. <laughs> but he never gave me ear because we're always to be listening. He, he wants us to hear him and to respond to him and to be listening for his voice and listening for the leading of the Spirit. And so the Lord says this in verse 8. Hear, O people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me. He's saying this, I'm speaking. I am speaking and I just, I want my people to hear my voice and respond to me. He says this instruction to them, there should be no God among you. You shall not bow to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I would fill it. He he says this, there's there's to be no other gods. Don't get this confused. You know, let me remind you this work that I've done for you. And there are to be no other gods. You're to sing to me. That's That's how the conversation started, remember? You sing to me and you say to me, God of my strength. You're the God of my strength. And so the Lord says, don't have other gods. I'm your provider, the promise of provision. O- open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. But verse 11 says this: "But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me." And I just, I just, uh, well, I'm going to take this in a little bit of a direction. But I just think, man, that's so often me. Yeah, you know, I just, I just refuse to listen to the Lord. And you know, I just haven't put myself in that spot of wanting to hear the, the voice of the Lord and, and the word of the spirit and there's this failure in our lives to listen and he says this, you, there's a refusal to submit at times. Israel would not submit to me. They wouldn't get on mission with me They wouldn't come under my plan and and on mission with Jesus. And so the Lord says this to to these people that have come out of Egypt, come out of this life of slavery, into the land of provision in Israel, the promised land. He says this, so so I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. It says, I gave gave you over. You, You resist me and you refuse to listen to me then, then I'll give you over to those things that you want to follow and the thing voices that you want to listen. And, and so again, the Lord says this as he, as he gives them this warning in verse 13, oh, that my people would listen, that Israel would walk in my ways. You know, Brent talked about last night about walking with the spirit, walking in the spirit. And, and that's what the Lord is saying, partner with me. Walk with me. The scripture says, Two people can't walk together unless they agree to do so. You know, that's the first, the first thing for two people to walk together implies this, there has to be relationship between them. You know, when Lisa and I say, hey, let's go for a walk, we don't come to the end of the driveway and I turn right and she goes left. We have to agree to walk together. Brent gave us that illustration last night of the three-legged race, but that's exactly it. It's like we have to agree that we're going to walk together. And someone's going to decide where we're going. And then the other person's going to follow and you're going to agree to do so. And so the Lord says this, walk in my ways, partner with me, listen to me. It implies relationship. Verse 81 continues and, and verse four, or chapter 81 continues. The Lord says this, I love verse 14. And for me, just in my quiet time this week, this was so rich for me. The Lord said, I would seduce... If Israel would walk in my ways, I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. You know, the Lord just would say this. It's like, just partner with me. You don't have to worry about your enemies. Maybe your physical enemies, maybe the enemies of God's spirit in your life or against the work of God. The Lord says, I'm going to take care of the enemies. All you do is you simply turn and you walk with me. You turn your ear towards me. You partner with the things I'm doing. I'll look after the enemies. Isn't that so awesome that God promises that? And then uh, he just simply says this, those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him and their fate would last forever, but he would feed you with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. This is the Lord's promise of provision. And you know, I've just been uh, thinking uh, this week as I was praying for you guys and some of the conversations I've had with some of our speakers and Joel and I were yapping a little bit about this and there is like this this problem and it's presented to us in this psalm that when you enter into the promised land, you enter almost into, it can be, you know, we got we got that picture last night of the theme park, but it's also this picture of, of a life where, not of ease, but of provision. And sometimes in the land of provision, it's like easy to fall asleep. You know, like I've just personally found that a soft pillow makes for easier sleeping than the hard ground. Have you ever figured that out? A couple years ago, I took a bunch of boys from this uh, church up to hockey camp, and we were sleeping on a church floor, and I took this thin little mattress. All the boys had these big, thick, foamies, And I'm sleeping on a torso mat, and I'm like, just dying. And a friend of mine who was coaching there comes into the room, and he says, well, where's your bed? I said, it's that one. He goes, what are you doing? (laughs) Sleeping right on the ground. Because, you know, hard ground, when the ground is hard, it's easy to be awake. But when the pillow's soft, it's easy to fall asleep. And what the Lord is saying to his people here is I, I've brought you out of Egypt and now I've brought you into the promised land. But my heart is this not that you would close your ears and turn to other gods and fail to listen to me that you would make that descent into apathy. But that you would continue to hear me and to walk with me. And uh, I just want to share with you I sometimes read, uh, read from Spurgeon's Evening by evening, and the more I, I actually usually read it in the morning. And uh, as I'd read this text the other morning, this was the devo that was in there, and I want I want to just read it to you this morning. It says this, okay? Blessed is he that watcheth, Revelation sixteen fifteen. I die daily, said the apostle Paul. This was the life of the early Christians. They went everywhere with their lives in their hands. In this day, we are not called to pass through the same fearful persecutions. If we were, the Lord would give us the grace to bear the test. But the tests of the Christian life at the present moment, though outwardly not terrible, are yet more likely to overcome us than those of a fiery age. If we have to bear ridicule of the world, that is not so hard. It's flattery. It's soft words. It's oily speeches, it's fawning, it's hypocrisy are far worse. Our danger is that we would grow rich and become proud. We would give ourselves up to the trends of this present evil world and lose our faith. If wealth is not our trial, worldly care is just as dangerous. If we cannot be torn to pieces by a roaring lion, we may be hugged to death by the bear. The devil does not care which it is as long as he destroys our love for Christ and our confidence in him. I fear that the Christian church is far more likely to lose her integrity in these soft and silken days than in those rough times. We must be awake now, for we travel on enchanted ground, and we are almost likely to fall asleep to our own undoing, unless our faith in Jesus is is reality and our love for Jesus is flame. Many in these days of easy profession are likely to prove to be tares, not wheat. Hypocrites with fair masks on their faces, but not the true born children of the living God. Christian, do not think that these are times in which you can dispense with watchfulness or holy ardor. You need these things more than ever and may the God of the eternal spirit display his omnipotence in you so that you may be able to say in these softer things as well as in the rougher, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And you know, I just wanna leave you with this thought. There's something about our day and our culture that it's a culture that woos us to sleep, isn't it, spiritually, that that causes us to drift off and not have a, it's easy to live for Jesus and just profess a name and do nothing and serve other gods, and have our ear turned away from him. And I think a weekend like this, the Lord just wants to say this to us. People, hear me. Listen to me. I want to subdue your enemies. I want to bring you victory. I want to be your provision. And he wants to wake us up. And that's what a weekend like this is about. And so I just want to leave you with those thoughts this morning and pray. Just for us, that God would just wake us up this weekend, that he would stoke the flame, that the soft pillow wouldn't woo us to to sleep, but that we'd be on fire for the Lord. So let's pray this morning. Lord, we just thank you for, again, for this time this morning, this time this weekend, for our guests that are here, for all that you want to say, for all that you want to accomplish. Lord, we want to have our ears tuned to you We want to hear the voice of your spirit this morning and throughout this weekend. And so God, we just ask that you wake us up. Lord, we open wide our mouth that you would feel it. Lord, we turn our ear towards you. Would you light the flame of passion in our lives for Jesus Christ, I pray. In your name, Lord, amen. And Lord, this morning, we just thank you for breakfast and those that have made muffins and all that stuff and coffee. Lord, would you bless our time of fellowship, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Right on, you guys. So, a um, couple things. First of all, coffee's up up there, so just uh, you can cruise up there. Donna's gonna be up there serving. Yeah. You can help yourself to different food items here. And then one other thing is that this afternoon we're gonna just do a bit of a paddle conversation between the pastors. We want to talk about Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit and evangelism, and maybe questions that you might have. And we got some of our own thoughts we want to kick around. And so I have just a basket here. There's some pieces of paper. If you have any any questions, maybe you want one of us to correct something Brent taught last night or anything like that. um, you can you can write things like that down and uh, and then we can answer that and, and you know Try to at least. So anyways, there's a basket there with some paper. If you got any questions with regards to evangelism and the Holy Spirit, we want to kick some of that stuff around this afternoon. And So right on. Welcome. Go grab some breakfast. We're going to hang out for a bit, 1030. Uh, we're going to get going with some worship with uh, Joel. And then uh, Brent will be back to share with us this morning. Right on. God bless you guys.